this might be a good gift for the fathers out there, the dads out there, I should say. You know, make sure you give them a little praise, a little bit of a hug, a little bit of a nudge and say, you know what? I really think you're doing a great job because sometimes they might not be doing a great job, but they're trying their fucking hardest. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Another week. And guess what? My name is still Roger, and I'm still here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yes, we are. And of course, we're still the head of a hill show. <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to get rid of that little introduction segment, but I don't know why I keep doing it. Because <laughs> it's our thing. It's your thing. It's our thing. It's your thing. It's our thing. It makes you look hotter. It sounds hotter. <laughs> I think it's true, but though, every time we say it, I want to jump, jump over that side of the table and just like devour you devour me or give me like a flying elbow that no the flying elbow is a different time of the day yeah different time of the day <laughs> different time of the month maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's true it's a month it's a month yep. yeah it's a monthly thing I don't hate you on a daily basis I hate you on a monthly basis on a monthly basis can you all guess what time that the month that is shark week is that what it's called? Shark Week? That's what a lot of people call it. I guess it's pretty bloody, so. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It pays not to be an English-speaking first right. language, however the fuck do you put it? And when you go a little crazy, I hear that, 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 that the soundtrack in the back of my, my head. Da-dum, <laughs> about to get killed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody to Head of Heel Show, another segment of Roger tearing down Nina or Nina's monthly time. So how was your week this week? I had a great week. I had a really, really, really good week. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, besides the fact that they have a capsular contractor in my nipples and my... Um, your nipples? That nipple, sorry. <laughs> in my implants. There you go. As you may know, I have breast implants for about 15 years. And one of them all of a sudden became hard and round and higher than the other one. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is. It's, it's normal. One out of every four women with breast implants get the capsular contractor at some point or the other. Mm. What it is is a tissue that, that forms around the breast implant, hardens it. So the doctor says with the massage, lucky you, Roger, 
with a massage, daily five minutes of massage and some medication should reverse the side effect of it. There you go. So we'll see. We're going to try it for a few months. If it doesn't work, if your hands don't do the job, good job of massaging it. There you go. Well, never mind my hands. I think it'll be good because, I, you know, you can have a breast massage daily and I can get a face massage daily. <laughs> Hashtag motorboat. That works really well for me. <laughs> so that was that was one. I mean, it's not a negative thing to be honest. A lot of people thought I was it was bad. It's not. It's just something that it's it's an for an object in your body, tissue is is meant to form around it. So I mean, I'm lucky it only happened fifteen years after I had it done. So some women get it right away. As a matter of fact, I had few friends that had it done that had it right after they got their breast implant. So it's not a very pleasant situation because you have to reoperate on it, mm. most of the cases. So we're hoping that I don't have to reoperate on this. There you go. But other than that, uh, we had a great time. We we went out on a couple of dates, you and I. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Went we, to a, a grand opening of a restaurant that we or a reopening of a restaurant that kind of got caught fire, and it was good. We had good restaurant, good food, good vibe. A lot of dancing, which is what I always talk about and recommend. Highly recommend it to couples is that you go on a date night and you never stop dating your, your partner. People look at me sometimes when I say it weird. I'm like, yeah, I'm on a date night. Like, I'm going out with my husband. Mm. As if we just start dating, you know, because it's fucking important for your relationship. It's well, I mean, a lot of people important. sit there and say, you know, I can't believe you guys have been together 26 years and married 20, all that stuff, because we're still doing this kind of stuff. To me, it's like, why does that have to stop? Why does that have to... Uh, become something that is so rare that you do because you've been together so long. You know, I mean, you want to be able to to continue that attraction to that person, and you can't do that if if it's always the repetitive thing, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Uh, you know, you're coming home from work. You know, sit down on the couch, watch a little TV, go to bed, wake up in the morning, go to work, come back eat some food, sit down, watch some TV, go hey, to bed. Yeah. Say hi to your kids, take them to school. Like all these mundane things that you do every day will take a toll on your relationship, yeah. which is why I always we always say date nights are a must, a must. It's actually one of our secrets. Everybody asks, what's your secret for such a loving, fun, long relationship? One of them is this. Yeah. It's we it, never stop dating each other. And we say it all the time. I mean, I don't know how many times we say it in this podcast, but... It doesn't always have to be mean that you go out and do something. It just so happens that the the, the what we love to do, Nina and I, is dance. So we like to go out and dance and do things. So that's why we go out. But I mean, if your you know hobby or the thing you love to do is go play golf, well, go play golf with your wife and her husband. Or you know, if it's painting or if it's something else, do that. Have fun together and do the things that your spouse likes and do the things that you like and do them together. Try and try and make it a weekly or, you know, monthly, couple month thing, couple times a month thing to do. But no, really, like you can never stop dating your spouse. That is a must thing in your relationship. So yeah, that was fun. We do that a lot. Yep. I had a great, great weekend with our kids. We did a little shopping. We needed some summer clothes. Oh, we did. We did. We broke so, the legs. I mean, I didn't have. I didn't have too many shorts to fit me. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of funny that my son has grown up so much that he's getting my hand me downs. You know, I mean, as opposed to a sibling or something like that. But you know, he 
I, I, I just noticed that a lot of stuff doesn't really, the summer stuff doesn't fit me the same anymore due to shrinkage and growthage. Shrinkage and growthage. <laughs> I won't, I won't tell you what part is shrink, shrinkage and the other part, which part is growth. I was going to say, your butt is looking rounder, mister. Um, but that's thanks to me because I'm kicking you ass to do fitness. Go. I'm going to take the credit for that. That's nothing to do with the pizza and stuff like that. But <laughs> Well, I do the pizza too, but hey, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that our kids are actually sharing our wardrobe. We are, you and I are the luckiest parents because both our kids share our shoe sizes. I hope Tristan doesn't grow out of it. Um, and they're starting to share our wardrobe when we share theirs. So it's a good thing that we shop. We shop. Yeah, we did break the bank last week in terms of shopping, but... It was it just was, all summer stuff. It was just a big hit of, hit of summer stuff. Shorts and t-shirts and tank tops and blah, 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 blah. But it's funny though, because like you said, you do borrow my daughter's clothes every once in a while and she does yours every once in a while, but... You know, I'll sit there and I'll see you come up on the top. I'm like, wow, where'd you get that? And you're like, Angie's closet. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, it doesn't fit my daughter the way it fits yes, me, so that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a, it automatically goes PG when it goes on her. So that's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, this week is um, the week prior to Father's Day. And I was thinking about that the other day because... Well, happy thought, Father's Day, baby. Well, it's not here yet, but it will be. Thank you very much. But what I wanted to kind of do this, for the beginning of this episode, is just kind of talk a little bit about fathers, essentially, being a father. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, deadbeat dads out there that are not around their kids and all that stuff. Well, those are not, those are, those are people that, father to child they're not like dads they're not you know there's a difference between a, being a father of a kid and being a dad to a kid you know what i mean absolutely there's so and, and and to your point there are tons of fathers out there that did not father those children they either took them on or adopted them or became their father yeah and they, they became do their an dad. incredible job yeah. of being their dad so, so it's one thing to hear a kid you know you talk to somebody you know our age or whatever and say well this is my father or this is my dad. So the way I look at a father is somebody that, you know, helped make you. Shape you. Yeah, absolutely. No, make you. Okay, make you. A sorry. dad is the one that helps shape you okay. into the person you are. Like, that's the person that is around you. Like, uh, you know, my, my brother-in-law is a, a perfect example. Yeah. Um, you know, he, when he married my sister, he adopted her daughter, which is Tina. And she's a, you know grown to be a 20 some odd year old woman now, like he took on the dad role because the father was not around. You know, I just wanted to take a couple minutes and talk about what you can do for Father's Day. I mean, I've never been a big one for gifts. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that your dad will be that excited about a new pair of socks or a tie or whatever. Not that they're not great gifts, they're great gifts. I love my socks. Uh, you do. <laughs> but I think a lot of times in the family, the father, I could be wrong here. I could be looking at it a different way, but the father or the dad, I should say, doesn't get as much praise because to be honest, I mean, the moms do a hell of a lot of work at home. They do a hell of a lot of stuff that, that the kids and, and, and of course the mom notices, but sometimes, you know, as a dad, I guess what as you're saying is that the, the mother's, 
Mother's Day is way bigger than Father's Day, and I get what you're saying. They get more praised for being mothers than fathers do. Well, a mom fathers. will be a massive role model in the kid's life, regardless of anything. A father or dad is not so much always the case. You know what I mean? I know that I'm a great role model to my kids. I know they respect me like crazy. But it's like every once in a while, just a little bit of praise, a little bit of like, and, and I'll be honest, my son is great at that. I mean, so is my daughter, but my son, for some reason, he articulates it. He'll sit there and, you know, he'll come give me a hug and he'll say, thanks for working, dad. Thanks for working so hard, dad. You know what I mean? Like you just throw that in there. Thanks for being a great dad. He says it all Yeah, he just time. says all that kind of stuff. And it, and, it, it, and it makes me feel good. And I'm thinking, you know, this might be a good gift for the fathers out there, the dads out there, I should say. You know, make sure you give them a little bit of praise, a little bit of a hug, a little bit of a nudge and say, you know what? I really think you're doing a great job because sometimes they might not be doing a great job, but they're trying their fucking hardest. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, no. So, well, that's everybody's perspective, right? Everybody's yeah, appreciate, just appreciate, just a little bit of appreciation. Like, think about it this way. My dad's passed away. Your dad's passed away. Yes. They're both in heaven. Yes. So what would you say to your dad for Father's Day? Oh, my God. Hold the tears back. Hold the tears <laughs> back. Because just thinking about my dad is making me want to. Do you want me to start? Um, yeah, you know what? You start because right. I was talking. I can hear it in your voice already. <laughs> well, I, if I was talking to my dad right now, because he's been passed away now for what? 20 some odd years? 24 years. 24 years. I've been with you for 26 and he died. Passed away at 54. And how old would that have made me? Like 23? Three? You were 26 with that. 26. That there you go, 26. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Do the math. I guess what I would say to my dad, I would have to start it off with, hey, bud. Because <laughs> that's what he talked to me. Hey, bud. <laughs> hey, bud. I would tell him that, you know, you, you know what? You did a great job. You did a great job regardless of, of what you had to work with. Meaning, you know, your own role models. You didn't have very many role models when growing up, you know. Your dad was a raging alcoholic and, you know, from what I hear from him, didn't treat him so well. We grew up around a lot of violence, a lot, a lot of violence. But yet, we all turned out great. You did? So I wanted to tell my dad that you did a fucking great job, especially with what you had to work with. That's it. <laughs> you know what? I had a great life. I love it. I, I love enjoyed it. my life. I, I, I have a conscience. I have, I, I know to be kind to others. When need to, when need be, I know, I know when not to be so kind to others when need be, and it's all thanks to him. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I truly wish you were around to see what you created, or how you how you uh, gave us the path to go on and, and live our own lives. But because you're not, I would. That's what I was want to say. You did a spectacular job. That's and so I beautiful. You. I that's love a, that, and I, I you know, I like. I'm having a hard time even speaking, just thinking of that because your dad was an amazing human being. I knew him. I was privileged and I was so blessed to get to know him for two years, last two years of his life. And they were beautiful. He's a beautiful human being. And the way he loved me and he um, welcomed you. me. And your, <laughs> no, but he legit welcomed you with open hearts and your family. And it was just a beautiful thing from him. Mm. Yes, he did hit on me in a way, but it was in, a funny in a jo- way, in a joking way. My dad was like that. He would, you know, I'd come in the house Which I think that's why I related to him yeah. so much. But I'd come in the house after school and, you know, I'd be downstairs in the basement with my friends, uh, most likely girls. And 
my dad would come up to the door and be like, hey, you all right down there? Yep. You got anybody down there for me? <laughs> I mean, that's a joke. So it's just. And that, you know. That's what I think I related to his, his, his um, fun, contagious personality. He was flirty. He was loud. He was funny. And that, a lot of that describes me. And that's who I was. And I loved interacting with that personality because it was very similar to mine. So I loved your father for so many reasons besides that. Um, what I would say for my dad, uh, if he was here, I would wish him a heavenly, obviously, he's, he's in heaven, I, would, I wish him a heavenly birthday, but uh, Father's Day, but what I would say is, thank you for a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, same thing as your father, he only had what he knew what to work with. Mm. My father was illiterate, he couldn't even read and write. Mm. And he was angry towards my mother for my, his entire life. And I think that was because of where he was also, the way he was taught, mm -hmm. that was he was brought That's up. That's what he had to work with. That yeah. males are different than females, yeah. and males are superior to females. And But he was an amazing, incredible father for nine children. He worked 16 to 18-hour days. Mm. This man would come home, sleep three, four hours, and get back to work seven days a week, his entire life. So for that, I will say thank you. And I will say thank you for teaching me how to tell time. Because that was, I know any time of the day, I can look at the sky and I can tell what time of the day it is. <laughs> I was going to ask you, tell time? What do you mean? He, yeah. Because he gave you he, a watch? <laughs> he, no, he didn't. He, I used to go to farm with him when I was a little girl. And one day I remember it like it was yesterday. I was really hungry and I said, dad, can we eat? He says, not time yet. I'm like, what do you mean? How do you know what time it is? He's like, here, he took a stick and he stuck it in the yard in, a, in the farm. In the and he says in the garden. He says, "Look at this. Where does the shadow is? Where is the shadow?" And he pointed to where the shadow needs to be, and that's when it's twelve o'clock. Mm. And he says, "Every time the shadow hits here, it's so I kind of got that from him since I was a little girl. And I also want to say thank you for teaching me how to survive in any situation, no matter how tough it is. Mm. One particular situation it was when we were in a refugee camp." We had nothing, nothing, nothing to shelter us. It was pouring rain and snow. It was cold. It was April in the mountains of Iraq. And I would see his bloody hands. They were all bloody from trying to cut wet trees so we can make fire because we had no machete, no knife, nothing. Mm. We were refugees. So we're trying to survive on nothing. And I would look at his bloody hand and with no complaints, he would go there and rip those goddamn trees apart with his bare head, and I would look at him as a 15-year-old girl and say, yep, if he could do it, I sure, hell, sure as hell I could do it, no matter where I am. Yeah. And that stayed with me. And I think that's where my strength comes from, where my no fear in life comes from. Mm. It was all from him. Yeah. I could do it in any place, anywhere. So I can praise your dad for something. What is it? I can, I can thank him for getting gathering you guys all up and, you know, the walking the 14 days and living three years and as a refugee uh, intense to take you away from all that and bring you here to me. <laughs> so, Yes, Baba, thank you for yes. doing that for Roger. <laughs> and for accepting me in, into his family because, you know, I was, you know, with all, um, I don't know how you say, I'll do respect or whatever, but, but I was an outsider. I wasn't, I wasn't, from your culture, I wasn't, you know, all that stuff. But 
you know, he got to know me right away and liked me and didn't care where I was from yeah. in the end. Again, the same thing as your father taught us how to be kind to others, yeah. how to love others no matter who they are, mm-hmm. where their religion backgrounds are, where their color skin is, no matter what. Mm-hmm. That was my father. He always said, you never turn a human, your back on other than a human, no matter who they are. Yeah. And he and, did that for you, and I love that for about him. And he had a little special nickname for everybody in the family. Um, you know, no, for every, all the son-in-laws. Everybody had, all the son-in-laws had a, a, a nickname. And uh, he gave me one, which uh, the other brother-in-laws used to tease me about. Uh, he, his nickname for me was Zarakeoma, which meant sunshine. And the other brother-in-laws used to tease me and say, you know, oh, sunshine, like make it a, uh, you know, uh, a gay term or something. I don't know what, what they were trying to do, but. They were so just I, jealous. <laughs> yeah, they would, no, but they, they, would, they would do that. And I always took it as, you know, they're joking around, joking around. It's a funny word, whatever. So one time I was with some clients of mine that had no idea who your parents were and, and I didn't know your family at all. Like, uh, But they were a Syrian like you are. And I told them the nickname. And the wife said, oh, like, like, a, 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 like very endearing. I'm like, what do you mean, oh? I mean, isn't it like a joke? Because they were always teasing me about it. And uh, she's like, no, it means sunshine. It means like, you know, you're- Ultimate you're the, you're, you're, way of loving someone. You're his daylight, his, you know, you, you, bring, you bring light into the room and all stuff. I'm like, shit, I never looked at it that way because they always tease me about it. And now I understand, like, I didn't understand your dad because he, he didn't speak the language, but I understood when when- they would tease me about it. He would get mad at them. I just didn't know what he he would right. say. He would right, always right, like right. tell them off. No, he loved you so much that he called you that endearing because he took his little girl. And when he saw that, how amazing you were, he says he was actually happy that he did because you were his like sunshine. Exactly. Well, I apologize for everything I do to your little girl. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> so yes, happy so, Father's Day yeah. to my father, my and, father-in-law. To every father out there. Absolutely. All the fathers out there, man. I hope you guys can go out there and give them a little praise, a little love, and a little, you know, nudge to continue doing what they're doing. And if they're, you know, if they're not succeeding, then help them succeed by pushing them and and, and, and praising them and tell them how great that they're doing for the family. Because I know moms do a hell of a lot for the family, so we always give them praise, but... Every once in a while, just give a little bit of praise to the dads. How about fathers? Well, let me praise you, boy. Oh. I can't do shit without you. You're my main, main, main man. Whether you're my the father of my children, my lover, my best friend. I cannot imagine this life without you. And my kids can never suddenly imagine their life without you. So hmm. you are just as important as their mother and I. Yeah. Life, not more. Do you get that... Um, I sent you a, a like a TikTok or an Instagram today. I don't know if you saw it. It was a girl. She was sitting in her car and she's like, she's like, I love my husband or my man, whatever, but let's say husband. I love my husband. I love the, you know, how he can't keep his hands off me and how he, you know, the butt smacks and the grabs and the hugs and the this and the that. And then she goes into like, even though sometimes I want to kill you for- I'll boy you in the face. <laughs> For the for the butt smacks and the grabs and the and the and the she goes, but I wouldn't be able to live without them. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to live without all those butt smacks and those grabs and those touches and those comments and those love and blah blah. Like the way she put it, she just kept on going and going. She goes, I love it, but I love it, but I hate it, but I love it, but I hate it, and I wouldn't be able to live without it. 
I don't remember exactly, but it was pretty funny. I laughed. I giggled. So I sent it over Did, to you. Did that remind you of me? It reminds you of every woman. Well, they sit there and say, of course, it reminds me of you. But like I said, it just reminds me of every woman, how they sit there and complain about their mans, but they wouldn't be able to live without them. But that's exactly what I say all the time. It's a love-hate relationship. I know I love you to death, but I know I can't stand you sometimes. But I also know I can't live without you. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. the, the math doesn't add up. If you're so, not that, so that's a public service announcement. Praise your husband and stop bitching. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, babes. So speaking of praising or 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 um, appreciation, contributing, all that stuff, you know, before we started talking about this Father's Day stuff, Nina and I said, okay, well, what what can we talk about today? And we should be talking about that kind of stuff, how much you contribute to the to to your family, to your life, to your livelihood, to everything. Well, I want to talk about something that is really relatable to a lot of couples. A lot of couples don't talk about this, but we think it, like we think it. I think all the time, oh, I'm contributing so much to my family, to my lover, to my kids. And I think of these things and I don't mean them, I don't think about them in a negative way. It's a positive way. So when I think of what I'm contributing to our relationship, to our family, to our love life, it brings joy to my heart and I want to do more of it. And I want, so today's topic, it was about that. It was about what do you contribute to your relationship? Well, it falls, it falls well with what we just talked about now that we're just, you know, throwing about Father's Day and, and, and throwing praise. Let's, let's praise, not just the fathers, but praise everybody, everybody that, that contributes to the family. So why don't we do a little bit of that? We did, we talked about, praise and now we talk about con- contributing how do you contribute to the family and how do i contribute to the family well i'm going to start with the first one which is really uh light-hearted i'm going to ta- start about my i feed my dog every day our dog every day because if i didn't he would die it's a fact <laughs> you feed us we, too so we, i think we would die too <laughs> either that or we'd eat the dog food <laughs> Sorry, Tanner, we would eat your food. <laughs> Don't tell his name. Call his name because he's going to come he's, to you. He's already coming. So it's true, though. That's one thing I think about all, every day. Every day I feed my puppy twice a day. And obviously I give him a lot of snacks and treats here and there. But and you can see him coming to me right now because I, I said his name. But I think of it, I'm like, damn, if I don't feed this dog... He will legit starve to death because no one thinks of feeding him. Mm-hmm. But again, like Roger said... I feed the entire family, so it's kind of my job to feed the dog. She always makes sure our bulls are all fed. Full, I mean, full, full, not fed, full. So I would say that's my biggest contribution is making sure my dog stays alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's yours? What's your other one? What's well, I, do, do, I just wrote down, like we do both contribute to things. I feel that you contribute by bringing the stress and I contribute by bringing the fun. No, 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 no. This is bullshit. You were supposed to talk about your contribution, not mine. And I would say, yeah, yes, all right, right all right. you're wrong. All right, so but what don't worry you, about mine. You know, why don't you bring him the, what, what my contribution is? What do you think my contribution is? I don't know. I didn't think of that. I'm thinking of why mine. <laughs> okay. Um, your contribution to... Our relationship is, 
you're so goddamn patient with my crazy brain. Mm-hmm. Okay? What I'm saying is, I'm not making an excuse of the fact that I'm a Scorpio, I'm a fucking crazy, and I just lose my shit a lot of times, and I'm not as calm as I... Notice that wasn't my voice, it was all I, Yes, it's mine. It's mine. I'm not going to deny who I am. It's, it, I am who I am. I am strong-minded, strong-willed, and that come across in a lot of times, and I'll, you know, I'll be loud about things. Your contribution is... Never heard you. To be... <laughs> I love you so fucking much. You're patient. You, your patience have made me, you know what? Your patience is what made this relationship work for 26 years. I think. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> I think if I wasn't here, we would own every useless knickknack in the world. Just anything. Right. Just anything. You'd be like, hmm, this plate, this would be great for the times that we have pierogies. I'm like, all right, you when, sure when the fuck do we have pierogies? You're talking about? My daughter is a, a, a uh, what is it? The, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Extension of me? Yeah, well, the, um, the credit card doesn't fall far from the tree either. Um, but all jokes aside, I, I feel we have, we have like both our roles in the family, in the, in the household. Every once in a while, we try to get involved in each other's roles. And that's when all hell breaks loose. It's okay. So I try and take over your role, or you try and take over my role, and then all of a sudden, we explode. No? No, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Backfires. Yeah, backfires. Okay. Makes sense in a way. But I'm going to go back to my, because I have a few more to say, right? So we're going to go back to mine. So my second contribution would be, which I think it's the most important one for us as a couple, mm-hmm. for our family, mine is risk management. What I mean about that is that I try to prevent th- bad things from happening before they start, as opposed to letting things happen and um, try to fix it later. Yeah. You take preventative measures. I do. I do. I do take preventative measures in a lot of ways. Sometimes it bites me in the butt, but most of the time, I think it works to our benefits. Hmm. For example, like if I know, um, I know it's not a good idea for us to do something. I'll. We won't do it. Hmm. I'll, I'll talk us out of doing it because I don't want the, out, the bad outcome. And I don't want to say, I wish I hadn't, or I told you so. I want to prevent all that from happening. So I'll take precautions, preventative precautions ahead of times. And I'm really, 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 really good at that. And I think I've done a great job for the past 26 years. There's so many examples I can give you that, that bad things could have happened, but because I prevented it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it's happening the same thing with our children. Yep. You know, and, and I, I love that. And do you agree with that or no? Absolutely, absolutely. We both have different stresses, right? Right. I stress about the money in the family and all that stuff. And you stress about, well, pretty much everything else. You know, you stress about, you know, what we're going to eat, what we're going to do, what the, you know, uh, you know, little things like a lot of shit happening on the subway, subway today. I'm going to drive the kids to school every single day until, until this, this blows over, until they figure something out, make the subway safer. You know, if, if we want to go on a, on a vacation, we're in need of a vacation 
if you weren't around, we would not be on this vacation, on any vacations, because I don't think it's something I would ever really plan because mm-hmm. I'm not, that's not my strong point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, we have a hell of a lot of amazing family time because these are the things that you put into place so that we can we can have them. So they're not always preventative. They're 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 um, what do you call it? Um, uh, fun and enjoyable. You know, like like I said, if it wasn't for you, there would be no Mexico trips. There would be no um, you know cottage rentals, beach cottage rentals, or that kind of stuff. Because you know you think of those kind of things, and then you're like, all right, I'm making it happen. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's life. Yeah. Life, like uh, having life, to be honest. That's mm. what it is. Yeah, it's, it's having a life and having the time with our kids and having the time even right. with our dog and just, you know, experiencing stuff and creating memories. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. For example, like we went to Florida this year. We drove to Florida a couple of times because we wanted our dog to experience the beautiful life that we enjoy mm. with Adam, like the ocean life, the, you know, the travel, all we wanted him to be with us. So yeah, I did that. I created that and we enjoyed it and loved that. Mm. Um, what about my ultimate contribution in respecting our relationship? I think I put so much effort on daily to keep our relationship respectful, mm. whether it's protecting us from trolls, whether it's, I'm not kidding, whether it's, you know, studying boundaries for our families and friends, whether it's making sure we get treated the way we want to be treated. I do not stand for any BS. And that, to me, the ultimate contribution to our relationship is like, I put our relationship on a pedestal because that's what is important to me. Mm. That's my goal. That's my value. And I think I do a pretty good job at that. Mm. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What about you? I can tell you what I think you contribute to the family. You can treat, contribute healthy living, healthy food. There's a lot of people out there that will constantly feed their kids junk and all that kind of stuff. That's something that you take initiative and say, okay, I got a healthy food, healthy food, even to the point where my kids will say, oh, I've been eating a lot of junk lately and can we get something healthy? Not saying that you you made that junk. They, they were out with their friends or doing this, going to movies and all that kind of stuff. And they had like a, a very unhealthy past couple days well they'll actually come up and say mom i need your help i need i need some green yeah i need I something legit, tristan said that green. to me yesterday he said to me mom i need some more green in my diet i said okay great here's your, your plate and i gave him a whole plate of cucumbers and other greens and he's like it's because that's all they've seen from mm-hmm. they were babies if they've, they've seen that in their diet and their and their food I, and i get that and thank you for bringing that up because one of my my last point of contribution was that I push us towards a healthy living. Example, I push us to work out, you and I, so we can have energy for each other and for working so hard to live the lifestyle that we live. Because without energy, we wouldn't be able to do this. And where do we get the energy from? Working out. And working out gives us what we need to survive, to have a a great time with our children, to be active with them, to, you know. Stay young, man. We're gonna, yeah. For a long time. I want to be here for a long time with them. So by pushing us to work out and eating healthy, we stay in shape. And upside to that is we stay attractive for each other. Mm-hmm. 
Like for fuck's sake, they say this all the time. If you're not attractive, I don't want to be with well, you. I, mean, I don't want to be intimate with you. Yeah. If I'm not attractive, and, and that's subjective. Everyone is different, okay? For me and for you, it's this way. I want to look. I want you to be a certain way. You want me to be a certain way for us, for each other. Which basically means just putting in the effort. Yeah, putting in the effort, trying to be as the best version of you so that you can keep that attraction. Because, I mean, you know, your wife was attracted to you for some reason or your wife, husband is, was attracted to you for some some reason your whole life. And if you kind of let that slip away, and I understand, you know, we're not talking necessarily about looks in terms of looking great, having a beautiful flow of, of hair and blah, 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 blah. We're not talking about that. We're saying to put in the effort so that you can be the best version of the, yourself that, that you are then. Don't sit there and say, oh, I used to look like this when I was 20. You know, whatever you are now, you put some effort. Don't let go. You let go and then, you know, the attraction lets go. And, and, and the effort that you put in, hmm. I'm going to bring it down to you now, back to you, is your our intimacy level is at all times high, almost all the time throughout our relationship. No, because... Because of the are you effort that it, you are, uh, and it's not always sexual. I'm talking about the little things, the little things that you come behind me and hug me and kiss me and tell me how beautiful I am. You uh, appreciate the food that I give you. You look at me with those eyes, and you legit are thankful for the food I put on the table. You look at our children, and you say thank you to me without saying a word, because they're amazing children. You know, this is. Contribution that you put bring into our relationship, yep. which makes me want to do more and more and more of all the contribution that I, I bring into the table. So it's the back and forth effort between the two of us that makes this relationship work for as long as it has. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I wanted to bring this out today because a lot of couples can relate to this. A lot of couples, all of you that are out there listening to this, com to this conversation, you do the same thing. You just don't think about it. Yep. on a regular basis because you're so busy doing it. So if you take a moment on those dates that you go with your spouse, one of these dates, make it sound, make it about this, hmm. about, hey, let's have a conversation about what you contribute to our relationship and what I can, you know. And then once you do that, you have a better open, better idea of who you guys are and you connect on a different level. It's amazing. So I guess in the, in the long and short of it, is, you know, if I look at our relationship and who I think we both are, I'd say you bring in like the substance and the, you know, the, the, the kind of like livelihood, all the, the, the caring and loving stuff. And I try and bring in, well, I, I don't want to sound like you're not fun or anything, but I'm like, I try and bring in the fun. I try and I make, was just gonna say that. I try and make things fun. fun. I try and make things um, cold-hearted and, and just kind of not cold-hearted. What's uh, what's the word? Light-hearted. Light-hearted. You are so amazing at that stuff, though. I'm yeah. more the serious, and you're more the fun-loving yeah. father. So I joked are. earlier, and I said, you you know, I, uh, I bring you bring in the stress, I bring in the fun. But that's that's kind of like you know, it's it 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 is the role because you're like the you know the really responsible one for the family. You you know you care about the livelihood of everybody in this family more than anything more than yourself and I do as well but in my in my sense of it is like okay I want to make sure that they're enjoying themselves I want to make sure that you know uh, 
not just with them and they're when they're with their friends. I want to make jokes. I want to make them laugh. I want to make them, you know, make, make them like my son. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we're, we're likable people, that stuff. And I, and I want my, my son to feel like uh, his, uh, my daughter or whatever. I'm just using my son because he just came downstairs. But I want to make our kids feel like people want to be around them. You know what I mean? Like you're enjoyable. You're very kind. Yeah. You're very friendly. You're very um, welcoming. You're, you're very loving. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about how amazing of a human you are, which is why I married you, which is why I'm with you. Yes, we have our ups and downs, but you're amazing at all of this stuff. So to conclude this podcast, I want our listeners to know, I want you to know that this is important. Doing these date nights with your spouse and getting to the nitty gritty of who you are, what you contribute, what you do to this, this it brings in a whole new perspective for your relationship. Yeah. And, 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 and another thing, the reason why we want to get into to con- contributing, you do whatever you do all day long, whether it's, yeah, you, whether you're the one that's the breadwinner or you're the one that takes care of the family or you're both breadwinners, whatever it is. And then you come home and you almost feel entitled. Oh, I did this all day, so I deserve to, you know, chill and do nothing on the couch or whatever the, the hell it is. Right. But if you sit there and just kind of get together and talk about, you know, bring up, let's say, four or five things that you feel that your spouse contributes to the to the relationship, and then four or five things that you think that you contribute to the relationship yourself, and then talk about them. Just throw them out there. Have a little game about it, and and and, and pretend you're doing a podcast, and just sit there and talk about them. Because you know you you want to bring that kind of awareness into your relationship. That listen, yes, you work your ass off, but. Look at the other side. They work their ass off as well. They might do things differently. You, you know, like I said, I stress about money. You stress about everything else. You know, those are all real life stresses. Those are all real life things that people go through. These are the things that make or break a relationship. And a lot of times you don't realize it. You sit there and think about you, you, you. I do this. I do that. I do this. I do this. But when you really sit back and look, God damn it, she's doing a lot too. Or God damn it, he's doing a hell of a lot too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like nobody's nobody's sitting there doing absolutely nothing. If they are, then like I said, they're deadbeat dads or deadbeat moms, and they're just not. They're just you know. But that's that's what I try to talk to couples that are going through a lot, and especially the ones that are going through divorce. When they call me and talking to me about these things, I'm like, listen, you think you're the one who's above everything, who's doing everything, but you neglect to see that you both mm-hmm. put in all the effort to make that family, to make that home, to make all of this. So don't sit there and take all the credit just because you think you're doing something yeah. and that your partner's not. And it's just that there are selfish mindset. It's just, it, it, it sits there and says, it just sits there and says that, you know, I'm doing all this, you're doing absolutely nothing. Or the things that you do don't really matter. Uh, because, the, you know, if, if the things that I do aren't done, then we can't survive. Well, Maybe you just don't realize or don't you take for granted all the stuff that the other person does for your for your family and for your for for you as a couple. So, you know, maybe get together and and like I said, create a little bit of awareness and say, listen, I see you. I know that you contribute. I know that you're a massive part of this family. And if you weren't here, this family wouldn't be what it is now. But you got to know that both sides do this. 
So anyways, we're rambling on. We're talking about the same thing over and over again. It is time to say goodbye. Yes, and we wish you what we have. Yeah, baby. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, have. we have.